Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, October 3rd, 2021, and this is day 1303 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, glorify you, and praise you. There is none like you. Thank you for waking us up today to see another beautiful day that you created for us. Help us, Father, to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted, heal the sick, and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is prayer and forgiveness warning. So we've got prayer and then there is a forgiveness warning in the prayer (laughs) and God's beautiful outline of prayer. And we're going to go through this and learn a little bit more. Some of you may already know, but there's so many things every time I read it that I learn. And I want to share that with you from uh, the power of the Lord who's given it to me to share with you. I am simply a vessel sharing with you what God has given me today. All right, so we're going to be coming out of Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 15. And I'm kind of suffering a little bit. It's not really suffering, but (laughs) sinus issues, you know, that time of year. So I probably sound pretty nasally today. All right. So Matthew 6, starting at verse 5, and it says, And when you pray, this is Jesus speaking, all right, to his disciples and to all of us. He says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, For they think they will be heard because of their words. And so pagans are idol worshipers. uh, And they um, so they're praying out loud and trying to sound uh, like they're super intelligent and they know so much. When it really doesn't take a lot, uh, our prayers is, uh, you notice when Jesus would pray, he didn't have a long list or long scenario that he went through, he would say, be healed, pick up your bed and walk. Your sins are forgiven. You know, he did not have a long, and and I, (laughs) and and nothing against having long prayers, but I have seen that. And I've actually been in groups where we're taking turns praying. And and it's almost like people are trying to outdo the other by praying longer than the other person. I'm not saying you do that, but I'm just saying I've seen it happen and and I have to be careful to not fall into that trap and uh, just focus on the Lord and give pray what he's given me to say. Um, 
So verse 7, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. So listen closely. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So verses 9 through 13 tells us how to pray. And and if you don't feel like you have what you, you know, want to put in there, say this perfect prayer. I mean, you this is awesome. You know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy name and your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So I was... When I was saying it, I had memorized some time ago the King James Version. What I'm reading to you is the New International Version from my study, uh, uh, application study Bible. Uh, whatever way you do, uh, it, it is just perfect. I am going to tell you, uh, to based upon a lot of the notes from my commentary, what each segment means, okay? So point number one, Jesus gives us a beautiful outline for prayer. It reminds me of when writing a story, there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. Now, the one thing, though, about this end, there is a warning. And, and we're going to play cl close attention to that warning. And the Lord has given me something to share about my own life that I just recognized about a week ago that the Lord brought to my attention. Um, but but even more powerful um, Let's look at some of the indications of each segment that Jesus laid out for us. So, number one, the phrase, our Father in heaven. Um, and that indicates, uh, let me tell you here, hold on. Uh, that indicates God is not only majestic and holy, but also personal and loving. We're saying our Father in heaven. He's majestic. He's in heaven. He's holy, but he's our daddy. Ah, glory to God. It's going to God with praise and glorification. Hallow is, is honor to God's holy name, the word hallow. Uh, so honoring God, his name. We honor God's name by being careful to use it respectfully. My heart trembles when I hear people using God's name in vain, using it in cuss words, um, using it in a negative term. It, it, it just it just crushes me because it's like you're talking about my father, you know, and it makes me want to say something to them. But the Lord says, no, 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 I got this. 
you know, and there may be times he will help have me correct someone in love, uh, especially people that may be in church and they need to know how to pray. So we always go to God first, honoring him. We don't go asking for anything first. We go to him and, and glorifying his name and honoring his name and who he is. Second, the phrase kingdom come <clears throat> is a reference to God's spiritual reign. God's kingdom is currently in our hearts. So we're building the kingdom by sharing the love of Jesus with others. You know, the heart is in and his kingdom is in the hearts of the believers. And, and this will be complete when all evil is destroyed and God establishes the new heaven and earth. There will be a new Jerusalem coming down from heaven to earth after the whole earth is destroyed by fire. Uh, we, you know, we are seeing all these things happening now. Uh, fires, we're seeing uh, things happening where, you know, we say um, the earth is, is being destroyed and it is. And it's slowly, it is, or quickly now deteriorating. And we're calling it global warning. But believe me, it is part of the plan. And, and it's only because of sin that is in the world. And, and God had to do it this way. Uh, so he's going to get rid of all evil. And then it will be uh, God and all the believers. who And everyone has an opportunity to come to know God. Uh, he, he doesn't want anyone to suffer or go to hell. Everyone makes their own choices. Third, when we pray, your will be done. Um, oh, oh! before that, thy kingdom come. Let me go back to number two. Uh, God establishes the new heaven and, and, and earth. So that's in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. Okay, now number three, when we pray, your will be done. We're saying your perfect purpose will be accomplished in this world through people like like you, like me, who believe in Christ. Uh, you're saying, not my will, but your will, Lord, be done because he knows what's best. And, and we're really, I see this as yielding my will to God's will. And when you do that, that is like a surrendering saying, I give, Father, <laughs> and I've had to do that. I give. You know what's best. I don't. So you let your will persevere mine. Let your will, I, as a matter of fact, I line my will up with yours. Whatever you say, so be it. Even if it looks crazy, if it looks like it's not right, if it looks unfair, whatever it is, you know what's best and you have complete total control because you are sovereign and I trust you and only you even if people tell me no over and over again and you say yes I believe in you and I know your will will be accomplished glory to God number four when we pray give us today our daily bread we are acknowledging that God is our sustainer and provider all all things uh that uh, of God are, well, all things and provisions come from God. Um, you know, all I should say all things of God <laughs> uh, that he provides us with. You know, and there's some things that don't come from God. Some things come from us or from Satan. So godly provisions, of course, come from the Lord. And we cannot do this on our own. We may think we can't. I used to think that. We may think we could do it on our own, but we can't. That is why we need a Savior. All right? So then, 
God doesn't uh, lead us into temptations, but sometimes he allows us to be tested by them. So as disciples, we should pray to be delivered from these trying times and for deliverance from Satan, the evil one, and his deceit. All Christians struggle with temptation. Sometimes it is so subtle that we don't even realize what is happening to us. God has promised that he won't allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. So understanding that um, and recognize that temptation uh, can help us and give us strength to overcome and to choose God's way instead. All right. So temptation will come. It is not the sin. The sin is when we fall into the trap of temptation and begin to allow it to consume our lives and we yield to it. Uh, we know we will be tempted, but God will always make a way of escape. Now, let's look at this warning, and that's in verse 14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, this is from Jesus. Now, you, your heavenly Father, there will there will also forgive you. No, I'm sorry. Uh, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins... Your father will not forgive your sins. This is really huge because we can't be, we can't truly enter heaven without being forgiven of our sins. This carries so much weight that I don't even think we realize how much. Jesus gives a startling warning about forgiveness. If we refuse to forgive others, God will also refuse to forgive us. And, and why would he do that, right? Because when we don't forgive others, we are denying our common ground as sinners in need of God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness of sin is not the direct result of our forgiving others. But it is, it is based on our realizing what forgiveness means. All right. It is easy to ask God for forgiveness, but difficult to grant it to others. Whenever we ask God to forgive us for sins, we should ask ourselves, have I forgiven the people who have wronged me? And, and it doesn't, it's not up to us to make things right by holding a grudge or by being vindictive, or being bitter towards the other person. <clears throat> now we're taking on God's role, another warning, where God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And that's in Romans chapter 12. Um, you know, he lays that out really well there, that it's not up to us. So when we, <clears throat> when we harbor unforgiveness, to me, what I'm understanding is like we are repaying that person back for hurting us. And God is saying, that is up to me to do. So let me tell you something that happened to me. Many years ago, 
When I was seven, my parents divorced. I've shared my story many times, but God says share it again. So um, the oldest of five and uh, when they divorced, you know, because there was adultery in their marriage and my mother couldn't take it anymore and they divorced and my father chose to not help financially. He chose to start a new family, remarry, and he started a new family. And I have two beautiful new sisters from that uh, marriage and my stepmom who's passed on and go to be with the Lord. But we struggled and I couldn't understand. I really, I hurt, it hurt me so much coming up, not understanding why my father didn't like me. That's what I would think as a kid. Why doesn't he like us? Why doesn't he want to be with us? What did we do? Why, you know, I just couldn't understand it. And uh, even when I, what I do now working with youth, so many of them struggle with that too. Uh, their fathers and sometimes even their mothers leaving them and um, they don't understand why and hurting from that. It hurt me for years upon years. I was in my 40s. I'm now in my 60s. I'm 62. I was in my early 40s when I finally yielded to the Lord and forgave my father. And I also asked him to forgive me for harboring bitterness uh, anger towards him for that. And my stepmom, I talked to both of them over the phone. They lived in North Carolina at the time. So I really was free. I felt so good. And the Lord took me to another level spiritually in the spiritual realm that I never knew existed because I obeyed. And the obedience is not to, you know, yeah, we're pleasing God by being obedient, but it helps us. <laughs> I was blessed in ways that I never could have even imagined. Um, you just you know, a closer walk with the Lord. Well, something recently happened uh, where my sister and, and they live in North Carolina. Um, and uh, and I, I look at them as my full sister, although, you know, they're my, my half sisters, I think you would say it, but they're my full sisters to me and the Lord. And um, one of their husbands reached out to us and said, your dad is really sick. He's, he's no longer in his right mind and he needs help and he needs like a nurse. And the, my two sisters have done all they can do and it's really hard. So they were asking all of us, the five of us that live here in Kansas City to pitch in on uh, some money to help with a nurse. And when that was brought to me by my, my sister, my sister here, my first thought was that I said was, what? The nerve? All the money that he owed us from child support that he never paid? Why don't they use, they could use that. That was my statement because that's how I felt at that time. And the Lord showed me something huge with that statement. He said, you have not truly forgiven when it comes to that part of the situation. You, you know, like, when it comes up, when that person's name comes up and you've forgiven them, you, you don't have any anger or malice, you know, when you hear that name. Uh, when I would hear my father's name, I could talk to him. I love him, you know, all that. But when that about the finances was brought up, it was like this other layer that had been peeled back that was there that I didn't even realize was there until they said that and it triggered it. And the Lord said, you must forgive that as well. 
And, and if I lead you to give, you give. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you're absolutely, <laughs> who knows best but God, right? And it's a matter of yielding. And I'm, and I'm th- I even tried to total out all the money that he would have, <laughs> that he owed uh, from the years, you know, and it, and the Lord really corrected me there. And I'm so grateful because see, you're corrected by God because he loves us. And if we, it's our choice to obey. And if we choose to not obey, we will reap whatever those consequences are. If we choose to obey, we will reap those consequences. It's called sowing and reaping. The world calls it karma. The word of God calls it sowing and reaping. Let's not get it mixed up. So what is it that God is showing you uh, about forgiveness? That is a warning as we pray. And taking this prayer outline and using it when you pray. And uh, and if you don't know what to say, say exactly what you know, what this is, and then you can, what the, this, these verses say, and then you can begin to add to it yourself, but go to God first, glorify him, and then ask, and, and, and end it in Jesus' name. We end the prayers in the name of Jesus, because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. So he's our You know, he's the advocate. He's the one that we go through to get to God the Father. We no longer have to go through a priest, a man. Uh, That has been done away with when Jesus came. And now uh, we go through Christ. All right. Now, you don't know Jesus. That would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B, like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.